Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick, and today we're continuing with Dante's Inferno, Canto 25. At the end of his words, the thief lifted his hands in two figs, shrieking, Take what I face you with, God. At that time, the serpents were my friends, for one wound itself about his neck, as if saying, We'll have you speak no more and another about his arms, and bound him, so coiling itself about his front that his arms couldn't even collapse. Ah, Pistoia, Pistoia, why not settle for incinerating yourself and endure no more, as you advance beyond your seed in evil? Through all the circles of the obscure inferno, I saw no spirit so proud against God, not that who crashed from the walls of Thebes. He fled so that he spoke no further word, and I saw a centaur so full of rage come crying, Where is he? Where is the bitter one? I don't believe Marema has so many snakes as he had upon his back, down to where our lap begins. Over his shoulders, back of the nape, lay a dragon with its wings apart, and that inflames whatever it stumbles upon. My master said, That is Cacus, who, below the stone of Mount Avatine, has so often made a lake of blood. He goes not the way of his brother, for the theft he fraudulently performed of the great herd that was in the vicinity. So that he ceased his sinister works beneath Hercules' mace, which gave perhaps a hundred blows, but he didn't feel the tenth. While he so spoke, and Cacus coursed across, three spirits came below us, though this neither occurred to me nor to my leader, before we heard them cry, Who are you? So that our tale was restrained, and we attended them alone. I did not know then, but it followed, as usually follows by chance, that the one came to name the other, saying, Where has Chanfa remained? At which I, to capture my leader's attention, poised my finger from chin to nose. If now, reader, you are slow to believe that which I'll say, it's no marvel, for I who saw it am at pain to consent. As I stood raising my brows to them, a serpent with six feet launched itself against one, and gripped him all. It seized the paunch with its middle feet, and with those before it took his arms. Then it bit through the one and the other cheek, It spread its back legs to his thighs, and pressed its tail in between them, and drew it up behind upon the kidneys. Never did vine so cling to a tree, as the horrible beast affixed itself to his members. Then they stuck, as made of hot wax, and mixed their colors, so not one nor the other appeared as he had been. So proceeds before the flame on paper's surface a brown color that's not black and still kills the white. The other two regarded him, each one shrieking, Oh, on yellow, how you are changed. You see you're now not two nor one. The two heads were now come to one, so that the mixed figures appeared in one face, where both were lost. Of four limbs were formed two arms. The thighs with the legs and the bellies and the chest became members never elsewhere seen. All this first aspect was cast off. The perverse image seemed two and no one, and so it went with slow steps. 
As the green lizard below the great scourge of the dog days, changing leaves, appears as a flash across the way, so appeared, coming against the stomachs of the other two, a little flaming serpent, livid and black as a grain of pepper. And at that place where first is pressed to us our nourishment, fixed itself in one of them, then it fell down stretched before him. The one transfixed gazed in wonder, but said nothing. Rather, with firm feet, he yawned, just as if sleep or fever had assailed him. He and the serpent regarded each other, smoking forcefully, one through the wound, the other through the mouth, and the fumes encountered each other. Let Lucan be silent, there where he touches on miserable Sabellus and Nasidius, and wait to hear what now strikes forth. Let Ovid be silent on Cadmus and Arethusa, for if his singing convert the one into a serpent and the other into a font, I'll not envy it. For never two natures face to face did he change such that both forms so promptly changed their matter. Together I'll reply as such, that the serpent split its tail in a fork, and the wounded one drew his feet back together. The calves and the thighs so stuck together that in a moment it appeared there was no sign of any jointure. The fissured tail took up the figure that there was lost, and his skin was softened as that grew hard. I saw the arms enter upon the armpits, and the two feet of the beast, which were short, elongated as much as that one's shortened. Then the rear feet, contorted together, came to be the member that the man conceals, and of his the miserable one had borne two feet. While the fume veils the one and the other in new color, and generates hair in one part and skins it from the other, the one lifted himself and the other fell down, not tearing away the impious looks under which each muzzle changed. In that which was straight it drew down to the temples, and of too much matter come within issued ears from the shaven cheeks. That which did not flow back and was retained of that surplus made a nose for the face and conveyed so much thickness to the lips. He that lies down thrusts the muzzle before him and draws the ears back into the head as the slug does its horns, and the tongue, which was first united and ready to speak, splits itself and the forked one in the other closes again and the fume rests. The soul that was become a beast flees snuffling through the veil, and the other, for its speaking, spits after him. Then he turned his new shoulders, and he said to the other, I would that Buoso run, as I have done on all fours down this street. So I saw the seventh dead weight change and change more, and here let novelty excuse me if my pen has wandered off. And even though my eyes were confused, and my soul so much dismayed, they could not have fled so quickly, that I had not well sighted Puccio Scanciato, and he alone, of the three companions who'd first come, was not mutated. The other was that whom you, Gavil, lament. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Inferno, Canto 26.